Hey, welcome to Trains Live, the Trains.com podcast. Do you like what you hear? Listen, check out this episode in video with a Trains.com unlimited membership. Click the link in the episode notes and watch it today. Oh, wait a minute, not a member? Try our 30-day free trial of Trains.com, the ultimate online portal for anyone who loves trains of any size from any era. Trains.com, it's your home for the most comprehensive railroading news and curated video series, articles, photos, and so much more, all about trains. We are in the land of the Whitcomb locomotive, the Union Pacific on one side, BNSF Railway on the other. This is Railroad Park in Rochelle, Illinois. Come on along as we explore this train fan utopia here on Trains Live. We are on the road again today. We have come about an hour and a half south of Waukesha, Wisconsin, where Trains Magazine is headquartered. We're in Rochelle, Illinois. Now, if you look at a Chicago Northwestern Railway timetable from 1947, it's going to tell you that Chicago is an hour and 21 minutes that way from Rochelle. Yeah, there was passenger service through this part of the world back then. It was great. We're in Rochelle Railroad Park, and it's a park that was put in place here um, back in the late 80s, early 90s, and it's specifically designed for the rail enthusiasts to come out and watch trains. So you're thinking right now, okay, why Rochelle, Illinois? Listen, if you are from other parts of the country, you probably don't know about this, but everyone around the Midwest knows that right here in Rochelle, you've got BNSF Railway on one side, You've got Union Pacific on the other side, and about 100 yards down the track here, they come to a diamond. We're gonna take a look at that in just a minute. The park is great because, well, you've got trains on both sides. It's a very nice, safe environment. Nice parking lot to leave your car in. The, the area to view trains from is elevated. It is safe, you're a distance away from the tracks. Great. Great photography, folks. You gotta love some of the shots you can get up from here, and you're gonna see that in a few moments. But Rochelle has got a rich, deep railroad and transportation history. Go back to railroads even before the Chicago, Burlington, and Quincy. Burlington Northern, today BNSF. The other side, Chicago Northwestern, today Union Pacific. Dozens and dozens of trains through here all the time. Great watching environment. You know what though? Trains aren't the only thing here in what is called the hub city and there is other transportation that that made this area such a, a really a rich historic story as far as being mobile is concerned. Tell you what, let's head over to the kiosk here and we're gonna take a look at some of that other transportation. Yeah, listen, we're, we're gonna go on the highways for just a moment here. There's a significant road that came through uh, Rochelle and still exists today and we wanna explore that. Um, hang on, folks. Our territory has been invaded. Um, this looks like the crew from Midday Modeler from our sister magazine, Model Railroader. Um, no. Brian Sleppy, and then, oh, we've got more. We've got actually uh, uh, Brian Schmidt from Classic Trains. Let's let's go talk with these guys here. Gentlemen, 
What are you doing, Bob? Well, I, that's, that's my question for you. What are you guys well, doing here? We were here first, kind of like the Chicago Northwestern was here first. Uh, so in other words, you're, you're going to put me in the position of the, the Chicago Burlington and Quincy. I'm the stepchild. I'm being left out here. Basically. Oh, man. Well, listen, listen. I, I know you guys are talking modeling, but, um, you know, there's some, some bigger history here besides just the trains. Okay. You realize, you realize, right down the street here, there's a, a bridge, now it's on a bridge, Illinois 38, Illinois State Route 38. That used to be, that road before the bridge, used to actually be US 30. The Lincoln Highway came right through Rochelle. And in fact, not too far down, downtown, was the first full service gas station on US 30 here in Illinois. Wow. Now, how about them apples? That's some history. <laughs> That's an interesting thing that you could add to your model railroad. Yeah, there the you go. The very first gas station. Absolutely. I mean, the, the area besides being great for, you know, histor historic folks and wanting to take pictures, modeling, you guys have got to have a wealth of stuff here to, to talk about. We do. We were actually talking yeah. about the Pink Lady Ballast and the concrete ties. Sure, sure. And, and the differentiation between, you know, rehabilitating track and just leaving track as, say, wooden ties if you're cheap and nothing wasted mm -hmm. like the Chicago oh, Western. Hey, wait a minute. That, that pink lady ballast. Okay, I got to wave the Wisconsin flag just like that's imported from Wisconsin. Yes, that's it right. is. Yeah. Rock Springs. Rock Springs. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um, Bryson, you raided Mr. Bob's railroad bookshelf. I got a lot of books Look here, Bob. <laughs> you got I got some <laughs> Burlington Route books, some magazines. I have some Milwaukee Road magazines. I have obviously Model Railroader magazines. And my favorite magazine about Rochelle is this Chicago Northwestern um, Historical Society issue from 2006 about the Rochelle area and all the history, including the Whitcomb plant. Mm, yes, we're gonna talk about Whitcomb. Now listen. Folks that are familiar with Mr. Bob's bookshelf, um, a lot of times we talk about doing historic research and where you can find these things. And Bryson has brought in an, a prime example here. Most of the railroads have a independent, nonprofit historical society. And they put out some excellent publications with, I mean, some really down to the, the inch, down to the nail, down to the bolt type stories about different areas on the railroads. The Milwaukee Rotor. Now, I know you brought that one on because Milwaukee Road actually snuck through Rochelle for a time. That is correct, yeah. and I think Brian knows a lot about that one. I know a little bit about it. A little that. bit. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to put too many words in your mouth here. Yeah. Hey, let's go back. Uh, you mentioned Whitcomb. Yes. Yes, and I think at the, at the top of Trains Live, we looked at a Whitcomb locomotive. Did, did you have a little one that you looked at? I was inside of a little Whitcomb <laughs> locomotive earlier. There you yeah. go. They made them in all sizes, but Whitcomb, this was this was home base for them, yeah? This was, yeah, the George Whitcomb Company was founded here. Uh, they produced more than 5,000 industrial locomotives, mostly, um, well, they were all internal combustion or electric, and a majority of them, a slight majority of them weren't even diesel. They were pre-diesel, distillate, or uh, gasoline. Uh, it was, became part of, in the 1930s, it became part of Baldwin Corp. Ooh. And then they, in 1953, they closed the plant here and moved production to Eddystone, to the main Baldwin facility. So the next time we're in a trivia game, we could actually say that there were Baldwins built in Rochelle, Illinois? Uh, yes, they were. They was operated, there I think, go. from 31 onward as a subsidiary okay. of Baldwin, yes. All right. 
and mostly smaller locomotives. Yeah, they built, the, most of them I think were probably 30 tons and less. They did have some bigger four axle engines and some class one railroads even bought them too. The Northwestern, the Burlington, and the Milwaukee, of course, because they sure. were here in town. <laughs> yeah. um, the uh, Canadian National also bought them. Texas Mexican dieselized with uh, Whitcomb products. And the Ann Arbor, oh, Ann Arbor number one, the first diesel on the Ann Arbor was uh, was also a 44 ton center camp Whitcomb. So wow. there's, and thousands yeah. more were on industrial properties and shorelines. So. Now I had read somewhere, um, very interesting piece about Whitcomb. Um, you know, in World War One here in the country, the railroads, okay, they blew it, and the government had to take over the railroads, mm -hmm. um, USRA, uh, U.S. Railroad Administration, and it really kind of sent a, um, a, a warning to the railroads leading to World War Two. Um, you know, some folks heeded the warning, some folks didn't. Um, I had read that Whitcomb was very smart, and in the 30s, even though they were struggling a bit, they mm -hmm. developed locomotives, had them all planned out, all patterned based on government military specs, so that when World War II started, they went right into production and were, were ahead of a lot of folks. And fun fact about that, if you want to model one of those locomotives that the U.S. military, um, or that Whitcomb made for the U.S. military, Pico America is actually coming out with a, another run of their, I think it was 25 tonner? It was a center mm, cab, it was okay. a Wickham center cab. And uh, Pico America, it's, uh, I, they just announced their, another run for them. Neat, neat. So when you, you come here to Rochelle, the first thing you see when you come into the railroad park, there is a smaller mining locomotive, and then across the parking lot from that is one of the bigger ones, a 44-tonner. Um, so you, you got to explore that that local history as well. So, yeah. did you guys have other things to talk about, or can we go get to the fun stuff and go up to the diamond? I think we should go up let's to go the see diamond. A train. Yeah, well, let's, let's go let's, see trains. Let's go up to the diamond then. Um, we are going to walk up through the park, and as we walk along here, you're going to notice that this is this is a pretty nice park that they have set up here. It is. Uh, maintained very beautifully, um, grass mowed, nice landscaping, and you know plenty of space for you to to move around to you know bring in a bring listen bring your picnic lunch. In fact, here today some of the other trains crew is along, and we've got the barbecue grill going. Um, we're gonna have some burgers and dogs later on, and uh, we're gonna go up and let's let's look at the pavilion and. Yeah, there's a train sitting in the background right now here. Come on along, folks. Hal Miller, classic trains, classic toy trains. Hal's on the grill it's here today. It's almost burger time. Almost burger time. Hal, listen, um, for me, um, little bacon, crispy around the edges. Okay. Uh, double burger, and um, I'd like some blue cheese crumbles and a slight smear of mayo. Okay, you I'll see what out? I can do. <laughs> If you think I'm actually going to get that burger for lunch today, there we go. Hey, something I want to point out for you folks. If you can't make it here to Rochelle, if you dial into trains.com, we have a webcam here at Rochelle that is recording the action down on the diamond. Works 24-7. You can see you. If you want to sit all day and watch the trains come through the diamond here, trains.com look for the Rochelle webcam and you are going to uh, see plenty of railroad action speaking of railroad action right now as we walk out to the uh, 
the diamond here. We've got a Union Pacific train that is holding the diamond at the moment. There is a BNSF train waiting down the tracks here uh, for the diamond to clear. But let's let's head out to the point here right now. Great pavilion. You can watch trains even if it is raining. Yes, Steve is. Sweeney from our digital folks. marketing department. Good to see y'all. Steve, you, you getting some good pictures? Uh, yeah, getting some good pictures. I got I got a nice one with Hal at the grill and smoke and the Z train running through. It was wonderful. The burgers, George. You get the I burgers. Well, he's, not, he's just grilling them now. But you know, did you see? There's a train on the diamond, yeah. and then there's another one. We got waiting one waiting there. down over here. That's yes. beautiful. So plenty of action. Lots of good stuff. Let's move out to the the point out here, folks. Got the camera bag. We're gonna talk about that here in just a moment. Union Pacific train here, probably doubling up out of the Global Three Intermodal. Uh, out of the Global Three Intermodal terminal, just down the the line here. Sunning herself, learning about trains. Nastasia Putz, our uh, editor, our production editor for Trains Magazine. First time at Rochelle, yes? Yeah. There we go. So, so this is the this is the money part of the whole thing. You notice the diamond down here, uh, the Union Pacific, obviously where the UP train is right now. That used to be the Chicago Northwestern line. The tracks over here. Today, Burlington Northern Santa Fe BNSF Railway used to be uh, Burlington Northern, and before that, of course, Chicago, Burlington, and Quincy. You know, and if you think about the CB and Q, man, some of the trains that came through here, the passenger trains, the morning and afternoon Hiawatha, um, the Empire Builder, um, on their way up to the Pacific uh, Northwest, the North Coast Limited. So there was some some incredible trains coming right through this little small town here in Illinois. Now, where is, we got a, of course the midday modeler guys are, are dragging behind. Bryce and Brian, come on. I'm sorry, Bob, we were just, we were talking about the, the hobo signs in the, in oh, the yeah, yeah. Did you Did you tell your trains.com people about I, that? I didn't, I couldn't find the one that applies to me saying that, you know, you usually get arrested on site. Oh. Yeah, I oh, didn't, yeah. didn't <laughs> But, hey, we got, we got a train behind us, and I want to tell you guys something about the, the diamond down here. Um, there is a, there's an interesting, uh, kind of a underhanded story, if you will. <laughs> that goes with the history of the diamond. If we go back to the, the late 1800s, the Chicago Northwestern was here first. And their alignment through here was actually more of a curve. And so this area was, was prone to derailments. Well, they straightened out that alignment, so it's, it's kind of what we see here today. Fairly straight, little curve going around the corner there. But they wanted to protect the area. And there was other railroad competition that was coming in. Um, a predecessor of the, the Chicago Burlington Quincy, um, the Algali and uh, Carroll County Railroad, wanted to build right through here. Chicago Northwestern didn't want them around. So Chicago Northwestern went in and they built a fence around their line down here. They went to the circuit court of the county and got a, what we call today a restraining order, asking that the sheriff enforce that, that fence not be violated. Of course, you know, 
the Carroll County Railroad was was grievously upset about this. Um, they sent a work crew in in the dark of night with a with a, a, a diamond pre-made. In the dark of night, they slipped in here, took down the fence, put in the diamond, and finished laying their track. The next morning, everybody wakes up, and we've got the diamond right down here where we see today. And of course, the courts did nothing about it. They left it in place. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. You can add a diamond to your normal straight track to, you know, simulate something like this on your own layout. You know, this yeah, this would be a layout thing. You know, some days you you have an operating session and there's you know no diamond there, and then they come back the next morning and you've changed it out. Yeah, <laughs> it gives you a reason to buy all the prizer figures both with the track gang and the armed guards together. Yeah, yeah. See, what I want to know though is late 1800s. We think of, you know, pre-made diamond and track work as a contemporary thing. This was some, this was some pretty good ingenuity back then. I think we're going to back up one. Right? Yeah, let's uh, watch, gonna watch yeah. the train for just a moment here. monster terminal outside of Rochelle um, and they have they just have uber capacity down there it is just incredible how many containers they can move through and it, it became a very good spot here in the Midwest because well we're only about an hour or so out of Chicago and then think of all the other places that that businesses can distribute to with containers coming into the centralized location. So they basically built a giant container yard on in, in a cornfield. Pretty that, much so. That, sound, that reminds me so. a lot about a uh, yard in Ohio, North Baltimore, <laughs> oh, yeah. Ohio. Yeah, yeah. 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 You, do you know about that? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I was there when it was built, were you? I was there too, <laughs> wow, it's kind of like we're, you know, wow. That's weird, uh, Brian. Well, it's funny too, with Global 3 being all the way out here, Rochelle is on the North-South Interstate, Interstate 39. Yeah. So you can draw traffic from Wisconsin or from Southern Illinois where UP might not have such a competitive advantage, but now you can dray it up here and just shoot it west out to Northern California. Sure. And then the other the other thing besides north-south interstate, just to the southwest we have Interstate 88, yes. yep. east-west. So they've, I mean, yeah, Rochelle, get... Rochelle played their development cards yeah. perfectly. And we're yeah. still not yes. that far from 30, are we? No, we're not. No, yeah. no US 30 is US 30's yeah. right here. A couple of blocks Like you were way. talking about earlier. Yeah. So, you know, plus, hey, okay, I'm going to, I'll step over to the modeling side for a moment. Oh, good. I mean, <laughs> th think about this. Welcome there to is... the dark side. Welcome <laughs> to the dark side. <laughs> there is a great modeling element. So what you guys call them? Yeah. Layout elements? Oh, yeah, layout yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> See, I know a little bit of it. A little bit. You know, there's a great layout design element to go with your your through. I mean, just it adds extra traffic, extra color. Okay, maybe you don't like yellow locomotives. Maybe you want, you know. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, absolutely, Bob. Uh, hey, um, we got to get some pictures while we're out here. Yeah. What's in the camera bag today? Well, Brian, you start. What you, I start. Okay. You start. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm I am not the greatest photographer in the world. Okay, that's that's why I always bring Vince and Diane along. But you're a better things. photographer than you are a modeler, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay, you know, okay. You I don't know. Hey, listen, I haven't glued my fingers together yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just have a, a a little Canon Rebel body, um, kind of the the moderate level. Um, the lenses are interchangeable on this. Um, it does offer uh, autofocus, auto exposure, so it, it will give you some good shots. There are some limitations, however. If I want to shoot far into the distance, I'm going to need to trade out for a, a, a telephoto lens. If I'm doing moderate range or, or close-ups, you know, if I want to get close-up shots of, say, parts on a locomotive, this one is, is a beautiful thing to do. Hey, the other thing I've got along, tucked into the little power pack here, I have a GoPro. And it is on a neat little tripod. It's called a gorilla pod. A, gor yeah, a gorilla yeah, pod. A gorilla pod. Yeah, okay, yeah. Gorilla pod. Bryson, hold yeah. out your hand. Hold yeah. out your hand. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I can I can take this baby this is and set it up. You know, set it up anywhere. And if I'm on a good stable base, I can get some nice nice video with this. The one thing about GoPros, folks, you gotta you gotta remember. Um, you can turn the auto recording off on these, but if you leave it on and you're standing next to it clicking away, you're going to have train, click, 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 train, click, click, click. So you've got to, got to be aware of, of your surroundings. Yeah. So that's what I, I came equipped with. And I'll tell you, my, my little one here today, that it was a train went through earlier. I think I got some good pictures. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe they'll show up in trains yeah. or model road. Yeah. What did you bring along? Well, I forgot my disposable camera today. Um, <laughs> they still make those? <laughs> apparently, they are very expensive now, which I didn't even expect. Um, usually, I'm running a Canon M50 Mark II. That's a new, one of Canon's new mirrorless cameras. Um, but I forgot that somewhere back home. So I just have my um, Google Pixel 5a. And you know, it's it's got 4K video recording. It's got HD uh, uh, pictures. And it's... It's what it's all I need today. You know, you I'm go. I'm not doing anything specific, not looking in for any detail, and I don't need to zoom into anything. I'm just looking for the the, the broad pictures where I can you know go back into my computer later in the day. And like I said, I'm doing some research, so I'll just go and I'll I'll look at the signals, look at the ballast, look at the concrete ties, and see how I can make these into um, you know good layout design elements in my own cool. layout. Cool. And you said which what was your model again? My 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 yeah, phone. Okay, your phone. Yeah, it's a uh, Google Pixel 5a. Okay, and I, I'm just a contrast. I got a an iPhone 6, and you know you make a good point about the type of photo you're going to be shooting with uh, a camera or a, a phone like this. You know, if you're doing you know the big wide panorama shot, probably not going to work, especially with my iPhone 6. I got I got toasted on that. Some beautiful pictures I thought I had gone. So be aware with your equipment of what the the range is that you can actually shoot. And I'm just going pretty casual today, yeah. you know? I'm not not doing anything too serious. Don't mm -hmm. need too much serious equipment. There we go. That's what All we right. have Vince and Diane for. That, exactly, exact. bring the pros All right, what do you got around your neck, well, sir? Well, you have an SLR, which is the most common, I would say, and the most mm -hmm. versatile. Yep. You shooting mirrorless when you remember your camera, <laughs> and that's kind of the next wave. You can still change lenses, you have a lot of control. It's kind of like a new generation, yeah. you know, right, like yeah. a younger Yeah, the younger, younger generation. But I took the light approach too. This is called a Nikon, it's a Coolpix A. And what it is, is it's a uh, SLR 
sensor, but in a point and shoot body with a fixed 28 millimeter lens on. Okay. And because I knew I was going to be no more than about what 70 feet from the tracks, that 28 millimeter is just perfect. It's a lot lighter than carrying that around. Yep. I didn't yep. have to figure which lenses I wanted to bring. Uh, it works really well. It's got all the same uh, dials on the top that an SLR might have. It's basically like a Nikon D7000, but in compact form. But why I have it and I use it the most is it has a flash shoe on top. So uh, it, it, it's great for, yeah. for family events and parties too, beyond rail fanning, because sure. I can still put a bounce flash on the top. Okay. It works. It works really great today because it's a lot lighter, and I'm just up close anyway. But yeah. you got to You've got to plan and know your know your limitations. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But a wide angle lens is what a press photographer would use anyway. There we so go. <laughs> you can always get the shot. So. Do I hear a train coming? Wait, train. Yeah, we it's own a, our train probably really before we uh, short train. sign off here. This is over on the uh, BNSF railway side. And uh, yeah, let's, let's go let's take a look. Folks, Rochelle Railroad Park. Uh, you know, if you like watching trains, I don't know if it's going to get any better than this. I mean, beautiful location, plenty of action as you've seen. Pick out a good camera to bring along with you. Kind of hey, plan ahead, like we have been talking. Um, Kevin Gilliam, one of our videographers, mentioned that uh, a few episodes ago. I know Diane and Vince are always telling me, "Bob, plan ahead. What's the plan? Work out your plan." for when you come so you've got the right gear you'll get some great shots some great video um, bring a you know bring a picnic lunch along uh, plenty of nice uh, picnic space grills here at uh, Rochelle not too far out of Chicago great location in the Midwest you know what we're we're just going to we're going to sign off and, and enjoy trains for the uh, the rest of the day here so listen kombachhobbystore.com your hobby needs current books uh, back issues of the magazine, some of our special interest publications, KombachHobbies.com. Make sure you check that out. Um, coming up here on Trains Live, hey, we're going to go on another road trip across Wisconsin. We're going to be visiting the Mid-Continent Railway Museum in North Freedom. They've got some really cool restorations going on over there. Listen, till then, I want to see you on Trains.com, and I definitely want to see you behind an issue of Trains Magazine. Do you like what you hear? Listen, check out this episode in video with a Trains.com Unlimited membership. Click the link in the episode notes and watch it today. Oh, wait a minute, not a member? Try our 30-day free trial of Trains.com, the ultimate online portal for anyone who loves trains of any size from any era. 
Trains.com. It's your home for the most comprehensive routing news and curated video series, articles, photos, and so much more. All about trains.